HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, road trippers, you have indeed reached Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. But before we can take off on this week's road trip, we need to fill up the tank, which is code for pay the bills, which is code for run the commercials for the folks who are enabling us to go on these agave road trips. So sit back and Chava and I will circle back to you in a second. Je suis un grand canard, monsieur la tête de bombe de terre. Lou, are you speaking in tongues? Oh, Chava, I thought you spoke French. I do, Lou. I lived in Nice for a year, and what exactly is that that you're trying to speak? <laughs> well, I'm trying to speak French. Okay, if you say so, and what are you trying to say in French? I am saying I would like to try your sombre mezcal, please. Again, okay, if you say so, but why are you attempting to order your sombre in French? Oh, Chava, young Chava, have you not heard? There is a new sombra on the market, the Reposi. I think you mean Reposado? No, Chava, that's Spanish. I'm speaking French. Then I think you mean Reposé. Ah, le Reposé is fantastico. <laughs> Still not French, but could you please get to the point? Yeah, sure. Sombra has a new aged version of their award-winning Espadine Mezcal and is being aged in Bored Duck's oak wine barrels. Good Lord. Bordeaux. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds better. Bordeaux wine barrels from, um, from, could you read this for me? Okay, okay. Let me check. Chateau Le Ville Poiferet. Wow. That's one of the original second growth states in Bordeaux established in 1855? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure exactly what second growth means, but I can tell from all of your exclamation points that it's significant, which is what I figured from everything I've been reading about this. So I'm thinking the next time I go to a mezcal bar and I try to order a copita full of sombra rep, sombra, sombra reposé. Right. Next time I go to order a copita of Sombra Reposé, I'm going to have to be able to speak fancy. Fancy talk gets you fancy mezcal. I'm guessing you could just say, I like the Sombra Reposé. You know nothing is that simple with me, Chava. I do, Lou, but for everyone else, just say, I like the Sombra Reposé. Hey, bartender, do you know the importance of seasonal menus? Why pre-batching summer sippers is the pro move? Or, and this is my favorite, why frozen cocktails on a stick? Hey, Roy, give me some sound on this. Frozen cocktails on a stick. Want to know why they might be the coolest, most delicious trend yet? Well, I couldn't tell you answers to any of that stuff. But Katie Renshaw... 
Katie Renshaw could. Katie's a 2019 world-class U.S. bartender of the year, and she's serving up summer like never before in a new series of master classes on DiageoBarAcademy.com. Diageo Bar Academy is a free online resource that equips bartenders, servers, managers, and hospitality professionals with the insights, stories, and tools to be better. Stay informed, get inspired, and nurture connections to grow your career or your business by joining Diageo Bar Academy. Visit DiageoBarAcademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Visit today. It's completely free, and you will be amazed at all they have to offer. That's D-I-A-G-E-O BarAcademy.com. Log on now at DiageoBarAcademy.com to raise the bar and enhance your career. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Periwan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast. Thank you, Taste Awards. The award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And that was a great entrance. What are we talking about today? Today, Chava, I want to talk to you about Kendall Jenner. Uh, do you happen to secure any deal with her? Because I think the last thing I heard about you is you're becoming the new celebrity like how matchmaker i am the, I am the celebrity tequila influencer is that which like i'm not no, i'm no, not no. a tequila influencer but i am a celebrity it's weird i've got all of the people who own celebrity tequila brands following me now on instagram that's what i was gonna say now you're like a matchmaker sort of thing you're like a tinder between tequila and celebrities yes exactly <laughs> that's exactly it java okay no it has nothing to do with that whatsoever so here's the deal right Kendall Jenner announces her tequila, her celebrity tequila. Wait, 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 wait but why, why that label immediately? Uh, but- because it's a tequila, the point of which is people will drink it because a celebrity that they love is the person behind the brand. So you have entrepreneur celebrity, like entrepreneur tequila, celebrity tequila, uh, chemist tequila, like you yeah. always. There's label- another kind of tequila that we'll get to, but yes, okay. in essence, we do. So. People go nuts because, oh my God, now Kendall Jenner has her own tequila, right? And here's like, and, and, and A, like, you know, people have been having, I, I read this somewhere on the internet, I love it, have been having celebrity tequilas since the mid 1900s. Herradura was brought into the USA. Herradura, Herradura. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. Was brought into the USA by Bing Crosby. Do you know Bing Crosby? No, I have no idea who the hell that is. I'm dreaming of okay, a yeah, warm okay, okay, okay. That's not gonna help. Christmas. That's not gonna. Oh, you don't yeah, know that song? Actually, yeah, I do. Right. So Bing Crosby was this huge star back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, um, and he he started. He's like he brought in great tequila because he wanted to drink great tequila. Now I'll grant you. There's great tequila. You don't need to bring it in. You can, like, hey, God bless you, George Clooney. And I mean that. The work that that man does in the Sudan, I'm serious. I love that man. But if you want a great tequila, like, A, drink agave spirits, uncertified agave (laughs) spirits. But B, go talk to David Soro. That man has great tequila. 
Go talk to Grande Vejo. Bless you. Go talk to Grande Vejo. Like our friends at La Luna have great tequila. Bless you. You don't need to go create your own brand anymore to have great tequila in the U.S. But what if you have a very specific taste? Because- <laughs> I guarantee you, you're going to find a tequila that, that follows that. Okay, taste. okay, okay. But 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 you know, I I do appreciate the fact that. If I'm Kendall Jenner or I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson or whoever else has a celebrity tequila, George Clooney, I understand that there are people who watch what I do and they're like, oh, yeah, I dig that. I want to try that because I dig that person. Yeah. And I think it also takes a lot from how we perceive celebrities. Celebrities usually have access to more things that you have, right? Like they have, it's, it's, it's a theory, but I get I get what you're saying. They have more means and more open doors that Blue Bank has in the world. Maybe not you, but me definitely. And therefore, one will believe. No, one is almost sure that they, by having access to these very diverse set of experiences in their everyday lives, yeah. you construct a more elaborate taste. You have your world is bigger. If you have if you have a bigger world, then you can compare more, right? You have that you have a higher literacy. Yeah, but then you can go right back to the fact that George Clooney had nipples on his Batman costume. So like there's taste and there's taste. But, like my, I, I understand the theory, but theory is not always reality. It's well, not borne out in reality. Well, yeah, but like I, I what I don't agree to is that you just consume something because it's a celebrity. Like it's it's not a magic number. Well, but some people do. In fact, a lot of people do. In fact, I've had I had the, the I met the guy who was the bar director for RL restaurant here in Chicago which is you know Ralph Lauren so super fancy high end who told me that the thing that got him into Moscow was George Clooney's Moscow so so my point is my mm. point like and, and this isn't even where I, what I want to get to for the episode okay, 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 but, okay, but, but my, so yeah. my point is um I think it can be helpful to bring people to agave spirits by having celebrities connected to them. I got no problem with that. Okay. But everybody was was just bad. But not everybody. There were a lot of people on the internets who were screaming that Kendall Jenner shouldn't be doing this because it's cultural appropriation. Which, you know what? Like, let's put that aside for a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I rather. But then, and then, like, I am going to get... I am going to get to cultural appropriation with it. So then Kendall Jenner releases her ads for 818 Tequila, her her celebrity tequila. And in those ads, she is, her hair is braided and she's wearing a cowboy hat and she's wearing over her clothes exactly the garment that you for years have been saying you want to see me wearing. Well, not What a, is it called? Well, it's a huipil, but she was not wearing a huipil. It was more like a ruana mixed into a jacket. So it was actually not a very traditional cut that you will wear in indigenous Mexico. Okay, but she was suddenly catching so much help. BuzzFeed raked bear, her bear, over the bear, coals. Very legitimate source, BuzzFeed. <laughs> BuzzFeed raked her over the coals and said that that was cultural appropriation, that she was wearing this stuff. I'm and already made... bored. I'm already bored. What was your point? <laughs> well, my point is this. You keep asking me to wear these traditional garments. Yeah. And yet... The world says if you are not of a certain origin or skin no, color or something. I, 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 I think ugh, this is so dumb. Um, like, okay, so I think fine point to this. I think it's very different if you're Ralph Lauren and you take the design of a community, you use it in your designs, you steal that design 
without paying or recognizing the community where that came from mm-hmm. and you profit from it, I think that's irresponsible. That is, it's, it's, that is uh, cultural uh, appropriation. Well, that's intellectual property infringement. Well, it's, it's, it's like if I, if, I, yeah. if I use a Nike logo on a shirt then then like I, I, I sell chava peribat chava chava.com if if i if i sell that i'm gonna get into a lawsuit has nothing to do with cultural appropriation of the united states people right it's intellectual then, property right but then when that intellectual property isn't actually registered and therefore it doesn't become a lawsuit it is a moral issue yeah it is a moral intellectual issue but the thing is if i wear whatever the hell i want to wear from whatever culture i want to wear it that's awesome. It's I, well. This is my point, right? Like it, it was driving me nuts. I wanted to yell at BuzzFeed, and I didn't have a way to do it. So I guess this is how I'm doing it. Is I think, in fact, if people see Kendall Jenner, if they see Kendall Jenner has her own tequila, and that's like, oh, dude, I'm gonna start drinking margaritas now because Kendall Jenner's eight one eight tequila. If she's got a tequila, I'm drinking it. And those exact same people might say. Ooh, Kendall Jenner looks so good wearing that thing that isn't quite traditionally Mexican, but is sort of Mexican and is made by Mexicans. And so I'm going to buy that, which sends money down there. Yes, yes. And there's, I mean, I'm not saying there's a clean cut situation. Of course, there's complexities to it. Of course, uh, you can wear these things making a cartoon of Mexico. Right. And Which is uh, honestly why I don't wear them because I think I look silly in them. You're, you're, she looked great. You're already a cartoon loose, so that's uh, <laughs> that, that, that is the situation. But uh, I, I, Agave I think... Road Trip, the animated series, <laughs> launching in 2022. Well, like it, it just makes me think of, and I'm gonna take this so far away, but I'm gonna be fast, and I think I know we need to wrap up. But it makes me think of, you know, I, I went to a Jesuit university, and I'm, I'm I wouldn't identify as fully Catholic, but there was, the Jesuits have a really weird, crazy approach to Catholicism, and they had this position in the university of this guy that will travel to far remote areas to be the first Catholic person in the town without trying to convert, without doing anything. He will just sit shop there mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I'm Catholic. I'm, I'm living here. And it first they wouldn't even sell him food. And the thing, no, 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 this is a true story. And I'm like, right. and I know this guy. He, he, he took us to one of the communities where he went. We walked for nine hours. We found pulque in the way. Great story. But, uh, the guy, what he did, he started growing flowers. He learned how to do flower gardens. So he will exchange those flowers for food in the community. Oh, that's really lovely. So in a way, the way I, I perceive this is this celebrity stuff is that flower garden. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Tie that knot for me. Close that loop. Well, well, what, what I'm saying is they it, it is this attractive thing that just makes you comfortable around something that you're not used to. And you can do whatever the oh. hell you want with that thing you're Oh Chava, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like because yeah, that's it. That's all my argument. I don't want to destroy that with anything else that comes out of my mouth. Beautiful. And I guess like because we've already eaten up Oh, it's only 10 minutes. You know, I will say that. So, so, so once, once that flower garden attracts you, you know, you and I were just very recently in Jalisco together, yeah. right? 
um, courtesy of the the folks at El Bandito Yankee Tequila, which is like they they don't want me to call them a celebrity tequila, and in fact they're kind of sobrosa about they're they're, they're quiet about um, the celebrity uh, connections to it uh, because they really they want to be a philanthropy tequila. What they want to do okay. is they right. They want so that this this is the new the other labels attached to stuff that you want to yeah, get to. Exactly. Okay, 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 okay. Exactly. So, you know, I I and I, I don't want to, I don't think there's much more to say about it right now other than than these, you know, these this particular brand is so focused on um on putting the money that they're making, a large percentage of the money that they're making back into the community uh, where the people live who make the tequila, who work in the factory mm. to make the tequila. Um I think that's an awesome idea. I love that. And, then, and I'm not saying that if you don't do that, that you're bad. But I am saying if you do do that, you're my people. Uh, yeah. And, and I think this is cool. This is when labels can be useful. But then what? What? what's the, you know, what's the regulation on that? Like if you put five pesos into the community, are you like, can you use a philanthropy label? If you like, when well, well, legally yeah, like, like, you can. And, and, and that, that is, is my point. This so is how so, much is enough? How uh, much is too little? You know, this is this is one of the the. It's interesting. This is one of the the conversations I, 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 I have a lot because I, I do a lot of exactly. Work and, and more importantly, not even the amount of money, the impact. What kind of impact are you having? Because well, if you, I, you know, I uh, would. I'm just saying. I, no, no, I get it, but I I would argue that a lot of times you can't measure the impact of 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 a philanthropic program for years. Yeah. Right. So, but, but, you know, I love the idea that you're asking the questions because it drives me nuts when people just give money to the Red Cross because, hey, it's the Red Cross. They must be doing something good. But in fact, it's the same organization that floated, knowingly floated HIV tainted blood into the blood supply. Right. And and people don't, people tend to not ask questions when they see philanthropy. They don't ask questions. They just say, oh, you're doing something good. So to your point, I think it is good to to try and scratch beyond just that surface of they've got something nice on their label. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and again, like, I, I think we're just trying to uncover the tip of the iceberg right now. And just, it, this is, again, like a matter that's changing drastically. Suddenly, this category of tequila and mezcal that had been very stable for the longest time, it's booming with stuff. And I don't mind the flower garden. I don't mind the celebrities. I think they just make I just, it. I just wonder. Yeah, I don't either. But I just wonder when the gnome's going to change, so that now you can have a, a you can have a blanco, <laughs> you can have a reposado, and yejo, extra yejo, and then celebrity. That's the other level of tequila. Ancestral, industrial, <laughs> artisanal, celebridad. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then depending on if it was soap opera, Hollywood, those will be the different. I, I like that. I will I will drink the morning talk. How do you call that? More, like the more, morning talk show? Uh, morning talk show in Mexico. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, Chava. I think we're yeah, going to close yeah, this get, loop. Get we're the hell well out of into here. it. Yeah. Catch you next episode. Adios. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. 
Gabby Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.